Hey guys, it's Drew. Tom and Chi Granville is back with some impressive meal deals. Here's what you can look forward to if you stop by and get cheesy. If you're always searching for the kids' menu, look no further than Tom and Chi, where kids under 12 eat free from 4 to 8 p.m. every Tuesday. Or enjoy half-off grilled cheese donuts every Wednesday from 4 to 8 p.m. And if you download the free Tom and Chi app, pop in every Thursday and get $3 classic grilled cheese sandwiches. Tom and Chi is also proud to support Chia. I think that's how I say it. A locally made vegan cheese that tastes so good, cows are starting to get jealous. Find Tom and Chi on 44th Street in Granville near Cabela's. This is Paul S. Kemp, creator of Eagle and Nick's, and I am close, personal, sexy time friends with the Court of Nerds. Hey guys, East Coast Sledge here. Hope everybody had a great last week. Uh, through some mix-ups and some, well, Father's Day happening, uh, last week's episode didn't air. And so uh, this is me trying to make up for it. So sit back, relax, and listen to what mainly I have to say about E3. And that's why you should never ask for peanut butter while on the Swiss Alps. Did you really order for six hours straight? Ha! I can go for ten hours. Want to hear? I just want to watch the new trailer, Forza, again. Fine. I guess we can watch it again. But it is a good jumping-on point for my review of Microsoft's E3 presentation and announcements. Are you still talking? Press play, Dad. Just take my phone and go in the other room. Daddy's got some work to do. Forza Horizon 4 encapsulates Microsoft's exclusive problem in that... It is the only major Microsoft exclusive to come out this year, other than the Sea of Thieves DLC. The PlayStation 4, and arguably the Switch, just has a better roster of AAA games that you can only play outside of the Xbox ecosystem. Before I get any deeper into that, let's talk about Forza Horizon 4. It's set in the UK, from rolling stone walled commons to cobblestone village streets, Of course it looks gorgeous and will run at 30 frames per second at 4K. Of course it will have a huge amount of vehicles to play, which looks like it might include hovercrafts and dirt bikes. Yes, it will be online, with racers dropping in and out of your world, like in Horizon 3. In addition, you get all four seasons. Dynamic Weather now has a yearly cycle, and you can drift your Renault Clio through snow, piles of leaves, mud, or grass in the same area, depending on the season. Another cool feature that they'll be adding to Horizon 4 is the ability to actually buy and own property inside the game, uh, along with uh, different things that you could do to like improve that property. This is something brand new to the series, and I'm sure a lot of people who spend all their time playing Horizon uh, gives them something else to do once they have all 500-some-plus cars. Be like me and go VIP so you can get it four days earlier and earn bonuses quicker to purchase cars. It comes out October 4th this year. That's not the only exclusive they showed, however. Halo Infinite will focus on Master Chief and will be out eventually. In fact, all we got was some beautiful, beautifully rendered scenery with an ending of Master Chief holding his helmet. And don't get me wrong, like, like Halo always has its, like, kind of cliche drama 
and I'm I'm total sucker for it. But like this next addition to the franchise six that will be wrapping up this final story arc or this this last arc where Cortana, you know, becomes evil. Uh, it's gonna definitely get me in the feels. I know it. Because, you know, Chief's gonna have to kill his girlfriend. Hello, John. It's good to see you. You've changed. It was time. I know we have a disagreement. But once you understand my plan... Your plan is we do as you say. I'm offering people a chance to be more than they are naturally. Like Dr. Halsey did for me. No. That monster forced you. This is a gift. Listen to yourself. Stand down, Cortana. Come home with us. It's not too late to stop this. Stop. No, John. This is too important to stop. What are you I just needed to know if I could still trust you. inside this cryptum until my work is done. Cortana. Goodbye, John. Gears 5 will focus on the past. Remember that necklace you found at the end of Gears 4? No? Me either. I never finished it. The trailer doesn't tell us much about the game, only that it appears to continue the story of Kate, Dell, and JD Phoenix, as laid out in his predecessor. With the fate of the villainous swarm still uncertain at the end of Gears 4, the upcoming game might finally have an answer to the fans' most pressing questions. Most importantly, what the heck was up with the post credit scene? Will Marcus' presence in the franchise further be reduced as JD takes over? I stopped carrying long ago. While the Xbox event showcased highly anticipated games like Battlefield 5, Fallout 76, The Division 2, and of course Cyberpunk 2077, none of those are Xbox exclusives. The lack of exclusives is a problem, because it tells Xbox owners they might have been better off buying a PlayStation 4, which keeps getting beautiful big-budget story-driven exclusives like Clockwork, including the incredible God of War. Detroit Become Human, which I didn't think was that great, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is phenomenal, and Uncharted, which has gotten kind of stale for me. However, Spider-Man is coming out, and the intriguingly weird Death Stranding, and The Last of Us Part 2. But Microsoft appears to be in for the long haul. The company teased a two-pronged approach to future gaming endeavors, noting the next Xbox is now in development, and... It has a game streaming service on its way to go with its, you know, gameplay package that they already have. I tried it for like two weeks. It's cool. Like, you can get a lot of 
first party games and triple triple a games and stuff uh for free well for you pay for the service but you download them directly uh and if you want to buy them you get a discount on it which is kind of cool uh but i just i didn't utilize it enough so here we are anyway uh they decided to pull out the time honored technique of pulling out the money hat at E3 2018, the company announced it is in the process of buying four entire game studios, including Ninja Theory, Undead Labs, Compulsion Games, and Playground Games, plus creating another internal studio known as The Initiative. Since those studios were already building games for Xbox, the unspoken message is pretty clear. Microsoft's buying more exclusive exclusivity here. Phil Spencer referenced this by saying, quote, we look at our full first-party portfolio. It's important we're investing in a long-term plan that will ensure we have consistent pipeline of quality content for fans. These are investments we saw an opportunity to make this year. End quote. Another unspoken message. There's no guarantee that the games that result from these deals will appear on Xbox One anytime soon. And Microsoft may have more exciting places to put those games than the Xbox One anyhow. The next console war could be Cloud Game Streaming Showdown. While the company's initiative to merge Xbox and Windows PCs didn't quite pan out as they originally promised, there's a good chance they'll set up Microsoft for a strong start in the next console generation as it begins in around 2020. The same x86 processor architecture that Windows operating systems that made it tough to bring the Xbox 360 games to the Xbox One, theoretically, means that the company can more easily stream Xbox games over the internet to phones, tablets, and computers from the company's farm of servers. Uh, and they have, honestly, the the biggest like cloud storage out there. They've, they've surpassed everyone. Uh, I forget, they don't call it Azure anymore. Uh, I forget what they call it now, but it's Microsoft is huge. Uh, the next console war could well be the game, the gaming showdown. Uh, Ubisoft CEO believes that the next console generation could be the last one. Sony has a cloud gaming service, PlayStation Now. EA just showed its uh, cloud gaming service as well, and now Microsoft says it's building one too. That doesn't mean there won't be a next Xbox or PlayStation. At E3, Microsoft confirmed that another Xbox is coming, an actual, uh, you know, sit on your mantle. Uh, or in your entertainment center and, you know, put games in kind of console. Uh, but as Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime have shown, streaming services need exclusive content just as badly as boxes like Xbox and PlayStation. Maybe more so, since a fickle user can easily switch loyalties without buyer's remorse. If you switch from Sony to Microsoft today, you gotta justify those hundreds you've spent on PlayStation. But then again, if you want to play Fortnite cross-platform, you're gonna have to. Okay, uh, I just look in there and talk. That's it. Great. So, uh, hi, Mom. Uh, this is your uh, favorite whatever I am to you. I'm coming live from the war in, um... What country am I in? I think I'm in Europe. Hey, anyway, I just want to, uh, I want to thank you guys. Got the beef jerky. You just don't get beef jerky like that. I also wanted to tell you that the problems I had, you know, with blowing stuff up and... Hey, it's not a problem anymore. Because around here, it's actually a good thing when you blow stuff up. If I'm honest, I did accidentally blow something up that I probably shouldn't have. 
But it doesn't matter, because all they did was move me to this other company where they put all the... Hey, got some new friends as well. There's Sarge, and then there's this real nerdy guy in my squad, Sweetwater. He's almost like a little brother. I'm trying to take care of him. I don't think he's going to last very long. I got to go. So bye, everybody. And uh, I love you. Now on to the only company that might be considered more evil than Microsoft. Electronic Arts. Because EA is such a little bitch and wants more of the spotlight, they showcased their shit on Saturday the 9th. Do you think they led with an exciting new IP that revolutionizes a genre? Of course not. They started with Battlefield 5. The next Battlefield game will be back with destructive environments that DICE ran wild with in Battlefield Bad Company and Bad Company 2. Still my favorite game that DICE ever produced. In World War II-based Battlefield 5, tanks can blast through buildings and destroy cover in real time. Also, your character can dive roll through windows. I mean, hell yeah, man. I've always wanted to do that in a game. Uh, quote, no loot boxes, no premium pass, and quote, the developers reiterated on the stage, as if to demonstrate they learned their lesson from Battlefront 2. EA doesn't learn lessons. <laughs> Uh, they also announced a Royale reimagined for Battlefield, meaning that Battlefield 5 will be getting a Battle Royale-style gameplay mode because Fortnite is everywhere and PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds wasn't toxic enough. But EA also has the Star Wars license. Oh boy. But they also have Respawn Studios, which makes Titanfall, which I love. The fact that they are making the new Star Wars game excites me. Respawn's Vince Zampella confirmed that means you'll be playing as a Jedi, lightsabers and all. The game takes place during the dark times between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope, when the Jedi are still being hunted. Per the EA on Twitter, it'll be an original Star Wars story around the surviving Padawan set shortly after the events of Star Wars Episode 3, end quote. It is coming holiday of 2019. But that's not the only Star Wars news. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is getting a bunch of new stuff this year, including a new squad system, a new starfighter mode, a new command post capture mode, and new heroes and maps taken from the Clone Wars. They will be new heroes including General Grievous, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker. To that I say, people are still playing Battlefront 2? Why? Unravel 2 brings Yarny back for a co-op adventure, and guess what? It came out already. It's look as, it looks as cute as the first game, but you have a co-op focus that has both players using their yarn abilities to swing around and avoid hazards. They were sure to stress that you can play it in a single player, if you want. The other yarn character just wraps itself around you, uh, and you then control them both. The demo also had a bit of this weird bird chasing the yarn creatures around. It was pretty stressful, I must say. Uh, but, you know... Whatever. EA also pulled a Beyonce of E3, announcing at the end of the presentation, you can buy the game. Right at that second. Yes, it, it went right up for sale, right that second. On PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam. Uh, they also showed a game called Sea of Solitude. It's apparently all about loneliness and depression. It's another EA indie, and this time from a German studio, Joe Mai Games. The game was introduced in a winningly wandering way by writer-creative director Cornella Geppert, who, I guess, seems like a pretty great person if you liked her on stage. Uh, 
It'll be out early 2019. I guess get the Percocets ready. Command & Conquer is returning to a mobile game. After those announcements, EA hosted a resoundingly unexciting stage demo of the new competitive Command & Conquer mobile game. It's called Command & Conquer Rivals, and it definitely looks like a competitive mobile RTS. To me, this is an abortion of the original franchise, and I will be shunning it. Hell, remake the first one and start over. It's been long enough. God, I miss mining Tiberium. And finally, we learned a lot more about BioWare's Anthem. For instance, it's coming out in February. During an onstage interview segment, BioWare manager Casey Hudson, Anthem executive producer Mark Dara, and lead writer Kathleen Roostert talked about how they were approaching their much-hyped action RPG. They seem pretty focused on the story, and Roostert said they'll be adding things to the game for, quote, years to come, end quote. Uh, I guess this kind of means there's not going to be, like, an Anthem 2? You know, so you can't expect, like, a Destiny 2, you know? See where, see where they're... Take that, Activision. Ooh. As we already knew, the sci-fi action game is designed about the Javelin exosuit you wear. Since your character is a person who wears the suit, you can change your suit whenever you want to fit the mission and your team makeup. So basically, Javelins are changeable character classes. There'll be no loot boxes in the game. <laughs> Not a huge surprise. Uh, but there's the expected customization op options for your mech. We saw a gameplay demo that looks the same third-person Destiny-ish gameplay that we've already seen, slick though, and some pretty big bosses. I'm also happy to report that their soundtrack during the demo was synth-heavy in an appealingly Mass Effect-ish kind of way, especially in the quieter moments. As for the Sony end of things, uh, Sony did honestly a rather good job. It was a bit different. Instead of opting for a flashy, non-stop barrage of highly anticipated E3 2018 games, Sony opted to take things slow during the PlayStation E3 2018 press conference and presentation. The pacing was actually kind of all over the place, with some truly awkward musical interludes, but we did get to see the first gameplay footage of stellar exclusives like Death Stranding, The Last of Us, and Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, let's start with, like, The Last of Us 2. Uh, which is probably the game I am the most interested in. Following a mellow live banjo performance that lasted uh, about six minutes, Sony finally saw fit to dive into their first showing an extended gameplay trailer for The Last of Us 2. It started off pleasantly enough as Ellie shared a tender kiss with gal pal Dina at a dance before taking a hard right turn into brutal territory, with Ellie now sneaking around a campsite crawling with people who wanted to kill her on sight. Ellie has grown to be quite a cold-blooded killer, it turns out, uh, as she eliminated her enemies with hammers to the face, explosive arrows that turned a woman into a shower of gore, and finally slitting a man's throat when he had no way of fighting back. Good, good family fun. Uh, Destiny 2, Forsaken trailer, kills. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, I loved uh, the Destiny games by Bungie. Uh, the... The DLC that's coming out, uh, Forsaken trailer, or the For Forsaken, uh, the trailer that they showed was actually pretty good, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that comes out on September 4th. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima looks gorgeous. Now, this is a deep callback for any PlayStation owners. Uh, there was a game called Bushido Blade and Bushido Blade 2 on the original PlayStation that I absolutely loved. Why? Because it showed one-hit kills. It was a fighting game that had one-hit kills. 
when you hit somebody with a katan, when you slice them, you know, horizontally across their midsection and spill their intestines, they're going to die. Uh, and that game, you know, while it was polygonal and you didn't have any blood or gore at that time, uh, Ghost of Tsushima seems to show just how, you know, brutal uh, living in feudal Japan could be. Uh, the gameplay looks solid. It's 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 not quite over the shoulder. Uh, it feels a little Assassin's Creedy kind of look. Uh, but honestly, uh, it was it was kind of heart thumping, and I I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake has a lot of people upset with how they you know changed the look of some of the characters. I don't really care. Those are old games. Uh, one game that I really, really bugged me, the trailer, was, of course, Kojima's Death Stranding. Now, if you start the trailer, the first, like, ten seconds, it looks like you're going inside of a woman's womb. And you see a little baby bottom, and then it turns around and it looks at you, and it kind of, like, gives you a thumbs up. It's so weird. Uh, and then you have what is essentially six minutes of a guy lugging stuff around through environments. I, I don't know what to make of it. it. The game raises a lot of questions. Uh, there's a lot of cinematic moments because it is Kojima. But, man, I don't really know if I want to play this game. Maybe I'll pick it up when it's like 20 bucks. I don't know. And then, of course, finally, uh, on my high notes for Sony is Marvel Spider-Man. Uh, shows off uh, some great new gameplay. Uh, for me, and I said it before with Grant, uh, that this is a system seller for me. If you don't already... If, if God of War wasn't good enough, uh, Spider-Man should be good enough if you don't already own a PlayStation 4 to buy a PlayStation 4. Uh, there will be Spider-Man bundles and stuff out there when it does come out. But my god, do yourself a favor and watch the new uh, Spider-Man on PlayStation 4 trailer. Now, to get to the bad side, because many people might we all pick winners and losers and stuff, and a lot of say people would have normally given Sony a great big win if it wasn't for Fortnite. You know, that, you know, player unknown battlegrounds rip off, I mean, that, that other battle royale game. That's out there. Uh, that's cartoonish and free. Uh, but that has a huge player base across all sorts of systems, including PlayStation 4, uh, PC, Xbox. Uh, and now it's coming out for the Nintendo Switch. And here's the thing, though. If you want to play with your Activision account on Fortnite, you can take that account from your PC to your Xbox, and now from your PC to your Xbox to the Nintendo Switch. There is cross-play that is allowed, and it's going to go across all three platforms, but it won't go to Sony. If you try to log on, and here's the crazy part even, any, if, if your primary, if you logged in uh, your Activision on, account on a PlayStation 4, that's it. Like, you can only take that account on your PlayStation 4. You can't port it to any other system. Uh, and this this is something that Sony has always been guilty of doing. 
Uh, they they feel uh, that their player base is big enough that they don't need to promote crossplay, even though their network kind of sucks. But uh, Activision has kind of been you know poking poking at them, poking at them, and I think this is going to be the final poke because Fortnite is a big enough game and has a big enough ravenous fan base that Sony is going to have to consider changing. Because, uh, wouldn't you know, there are a ton of Nintendo Switches out there, and there are a ton of people that want to play it on their Nintendo Switch. And if they want to take it on the go with them on the Switch, and their primary mode of gaming is the PlayStation 4, they can't take their their account with them. And that's sad. It's, it's 2018, Sony. Come on. Be nice to the gamers. Now, the only thing I'm going to talk about for Activision is Call of Duty Black Ops 4, since I already talked about Fortnite and some other things previously. Uh, As part of E3 2018, Activision has announced multiple special editions for Call of Duty Black Ops 4. These include the Digital Deluxe Edition, which everybody does, the Digital Ducks Enhanced Edition, which is something new, and the Pro Edition. Hmm... All these come with the Black Ops Pass, which is Activision's new way of delivering post-release content. Uh, Don't call it a season pass, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. This is a Black Ops Pass. They also include an unspecified, quote, digital bonus items, end quote. (laughs) This sounds a little bit like a a loot box. Uh, As well as an allotment of Call of Duty points which is the franchise's microtransaction virtual currency because, of course, it is. Uh, The highest-end Black Ops 4 edition, the Pro Edition, comes with a steel bookcase for a game and Black Ops 4 branded pop socket. It also includes patches based on the game's specialist characters as well as three art cards based on zombies. Doesn't that sound like fun? I'm sure it's going to be well worth it. Activision did not announce pricing for any of the Black Ops 4 special editions, but uh, if you go along, you know, normal pricing models, think $59.99, $79.99, and $99.99. Everyone who pre-orders will get access to Black Ops 4 Beta, though Activision has not yet said when it begins or what will be included. Black Ops 4 launches October 12th for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The last company I'm going to talk about is, of course, who I actually thought won E3 this year, and that's Nintendo. You you guessed it, Nintendo. Uh, And Nintendo started off hot with something brand new, Robot Mechs fighting each other. The game Demon X Machina, it's a sports, fast-paced action, and unique kind of looked game backed with a hardcore metal soundtrack punctuating every single action scene. We saw a mix of single-player and two-player fighting at the same time, and it was just giant mech fights. It honestly looked pretty cool. Uh, it's It was made by Kinchiro Tosignata, uh, who was one of the famous producers of the Armored Core series uh, back years ago. Uh, it kept uh, Nintendo kept going with the quick pace, uh, switching immediately uh, from Demon X Machina, Uh, to the new Japanese trailer for the first major DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, titled Torna, The Gold Country. Uh, I love the Xenoblade series. I love old-school JRPGs. uh, And want, like, the music for these are just absolutely phenomenal. And so, uh, greatly looking forward to the DLC for that. 
Uh, then Reggie feels a may, then takes to the screen, touting the power and portability of Nintendo Switch. Reggie then goes on right into the next game, and it's you got huge wows from everybody. Pokemon, let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Uh, it was of course we we knew this game was coming, uh, but of course everybody cheered it. Uh, this is of course the biggest uh, Pokemon game uh, to come out in like years. Honestly, uh, most of them were all 3DS games for the longest of time. And now, uh, you can actually get a Pokeball, like, controller, uh, which will actually be able to be used with Pokemon Go as well. And so, yeah, if you're the, the kind of person that likes to hunt and catch pocket monsters, uh, hey, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee will be coming out later this year. Uh, then a game that I was really excited for, and my wife was even excited for, was Super Mario Party. Uh, that comes out uh, later this year here in October. And, of course, it's uh, you, if you've played one Mario Party game, you've kind of played them all, except this is going to be a little bit more, high, I would say, high-tech. One of the videos that they showed, you could actually put, I believe, up to five Nintendo Switches together, like screens touching each other, uh, and you could like end up creating a map and stuff that way. And it was kind of cool watching one player drive their like little tank from one screen to another kind of seamlessly. Uh, well, well done, uh, Nintendo programmers. Uh, if you're in the mood for more JRPGs, Fire Emblem has Fire Emblem Three Houses coming out, and it shows more warlike strategy RPG style than ever before. Uh, I love the Fire Emblem games too, uh, and let's be honest, it sell it'll sell better in Japan than it will here, but it'll still sell a lot of copies here. Of course, I already talked a bit about Fortnite, uh, which, of course, has everybody on this side of the Pacific uh, raving, uh, as well as people in Europe. Uh, I'm going to skip that. I mean, everybody knows Fortnite. Uh, then uh, I'm going to talk about uh, the biggest thing that I that everybody was all on was the new Smash Brothers Ultimate. Wouldn't you know, the new Smash Brothers Ultimate... Uh, will have every single character that has appeared in the game. Uh, so the, that's a total of 64 characters, if you haven't been keeping count. Uh, the, the reel that they showed it ends with the title Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, followed by a massive art showing off everyone in the game. It was kind of crazy. Uh, Sakurai touts that the biggest crossover in gaming history is, is this game, because there are so many different licenses that they got to get into it. And you'll be able to have eight-player battles, which is kind of crazy. In terms of extras, all Amiibo figures uh, and all the character figures in the game will be compatible with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and the Nintendo GameCube controller. You heard that right. <laughs> the GameCube controller can be used with the Switch to play the game. I don't really know how. I mean, you're, you'll have to get some kind of adapter, obviously, but... Man, I remember when the GameCube came out and everybody kind of poo-pooed the controller, but if you had a GameCube and you ended up falling in love with this wonky, wonky controller and it's like the, the it's joysticks that would constantly break and would wobble back and forth. I don't know why people love it so much, but hey, you, you can play it again. Uh, and that's all I have for Nintendo, who I think won this show simply because of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So, that's my report from E3. I'm going to go check on my son now to see what he's doing. 
Hopefully he hasn't bought a boat or something. Bye! guess that's all that we have for this week's last week's episode i'm kevin from the court of nerds reminding you that just because you're low doesn't mean you're not high i have no idea what that means bye